0: So, let let me first of all tell you all, getting along with people is essential for salvation. And the very thing that God said a person can be actually kicked out of the church for is not trying to reconcile differences that they have with their brothers and sisters. Just not trying to work those issues out by a failure to hear each other when we have conflicts and problems. First, let me, let me say this. Any relationship that you have is going to have conflicts. Husband, wives, children, mother and father. Any decent relationship, sister and brother, it is going to have relationship issues and it's going to have problems. They're going to be there. They're going to exist. But God's problem is when we fail to try to fix the problems. You are mandated. You are mandated to fix conflicts with people. That's not your choice. It's not your option. Now, if the person who does not try to fix the problem, that person is in jeopardy of losing their salvation. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18 and 13. Let's go there first. Matthew 18 chapter 13 verse. Y'all see how quiet it is? I hadn't heard that quiet on a Sunday morning in a long time. I mean, it was just like silence. Matthew chapter 18 and 13 Matthew 18 and 13 and you know I would like to have a good good reader brother Leslie you're sharing your time with your wife there tonight so I'm not gonna bother you I'm not gonna bother you because you look like you're having such a good time over there sharing with your wife all right Matthew chapter 18 and 13 when we get it say praise the Lord I want to make sure everybody got it so y'all won't think it's something I made up all right 1813. Now, I'm going to ice you. Uh, I want all of the saints that are here, I want y'all to do as much as you can. Anybody got to use the bathroom? <laughs> Anybody got to use the bathroom this morning? Anybody left something on the stove cooking? Because I, when I get started, I want y'all sticking that finger up. I want to make sure everybody in here for good till I get through. No fingers up or anything like that. Nobody got to use the bathroom. Anybody, your bowels and all, that's okay, right? Everything good. All right. Everybody fine because now y'all said anybody thirsty? Anybody th- everybody thirsty? Let me see your hand. If you're thirsty, anybody thirsty, need something to drink? All right. Neither need something to drink. Uh, Ro- Ro- Rose, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, Rose just made the announcement. So, Rose, gonna, if you want to make sure you need to get some water. Gonna get everybody going to get straight this morning because when I start, I want anybody. Go- All right. Thank you. But when I start, I don't want because we got some stuff in this church that we got to work out and some stuff in your lives that we got to work out. I want to make sure they're good. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right. Matthew, the 18th chapter, the 13th verse. Since Kyle, you feel like reading this one, can you read All right. Matthew 18, get her a mic. Matthew 18 and 13. All right, let's get it. 18th chapter, 13th verse. And ultimately, what I want to tell you is how that your relationship with God is not based upon your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is based upon your relationship with each other. And if you don't have a relationship with each other, you do not have a relationship with God. Because some of y'all think y'all going to skip over the person next to you, skip over people that you don't get along with, skip over family members that you just won't speak to and deal with because you got attitudes and making the hell, you ain't going to do it. It's not going to happen. Matthew 18, chapter 13, verse... And if so be that he
1: find it.
0: All right. Let's go to 18 and 15.
1: Moreover. Now, the first
0: thing we're going to deal with is your brothers. And when he's talking about your brothers, he's talking about the brother and sister relationship within the body of Christ, the church. He's not talking about household and family because, because the outside family, sometimes God does things the outside family to break those relationships because sometimes they have too much influence over us that are negative. So God is not concerned as as concerned about your relationship with your brothers and sisters in the church, as He is per se with your relationship with family. All right? In fact, uh, go with me quickly to Matthew, and y'all bear with me a minute, all right? All right. Uh, Matthew 10 and 34, that God can be the cause of natural family breakup, like mothers, because of the word of God, all right? Matthew chapter 10 and 34, look at Matthew 10 and 34, what does it say? Think not. Think not.
1: That I am come to send peace don't, on earth. Don't
0: think that I'm come to send peace on earth. Uh-huh. I came not to send peace. I came not to send peace. But a sword. But a sword.
1: For I am come to set a man uh-huh. at variance.
0: So your household that's not saved, sometimes God does do things in old relationships that will break those up. Think not, think not that I'm come to send peace, but a what? Sword. Well, what is that sword? Is that sword? Stop there. What is the sword? Go to Book of Hebrews chapter four. Let's see what that sword is. Hebrews four—not four, uh, four, but Hebrews four. All right. Uh, and I want you to get verse two, 12. Uh huh.
1: For the word of God is quick and powerful
0: and sharper than any two-edged sword. So the word is a sword. All right. Get me the Book of Ephesians six. Right? 6 and 17, all right? What does that say? Ephesians 6 and 17.
1: And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So
0: when we go back to Matthew 10 and 34, I say, Thank not I've come to send peace, but a sword. Did you see that sword? Then you go back to Matthew 10 and 34, what it says.
1: Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Uh-huh. I came not to send peace, uh-huh. but a sword. But a sword. Uh-huh. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother uh-huh. and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Uh-huh. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. A man's
0: foes shall be they of his what? own household. So, so God does do things like when it comes down to the word of God because some of you all have family members that don't get along with you and they don't get along with you that are not saved and it's because of the word of God. So that is, is is something that happens. But inside the body of Christ, brothers and sisters in church, God expects us to have a different relationship. In fact, I want to share this with you because I'm teaching this lesson because there is a component of the church that's missing here in Bible Way and it's called fellowship. And we, we have a lot of people coming to church, but we don't fellowship. But the reason we don't fellowship is because of relationships. So I can preach, let's say have fellowship and fellowship and fellowship. But if I don't deal with the reason why we don't have fellowships, then we don't have fellowship Because we don't have fellowships because of relationships. So now i got to deal with relationships so that we can have fellowship. And I'm teaching this because there's some things that we're going to do this year. And in order for us to do those things this year it is going to require us to be a body. It's going to require us of working not individually, but collectively, all right? Give me Matthew chapter 18 and 13. Let's go there again. So Matthew 13 and 18, just the fact, listen, just the fact that it is written tells us that saints of God can have conflicts with each other. And just the fact that it's written, it means that people can go into areas in our life that they shouldn't, like trespassing. Like getting in your business and they shouldn't get in your business. That's trespass. Trespass is when you go in places that you shouldn't go in. And sometimes saints do trespass. They're nosy and they get in your business and they shouldn't be getting in your business. They get in things that are, they talk about things that are none of their business, none of their concerns. That's trespassing. So in the book of Matthew chapter 18, and I want you all to see this because there are many of you in the church who have spoken negatively about your own church. Many of you all. And some of y'all have those words, and you speak negative about the church and people in the church because you don't understand relationships because some of you all have never had a relationship with anybody in your life. You don't have a relationship with your family. You don't have a relationship with friend. You work, you don't have a relationship with nobody at work. So you don't know that relationships have challenges. People have conflicts that love each other and that are close to each other. Family, friends and church, so it's not a sign of the devil because somebody didn't like you or didn't get along with you in church. It's not demonic. It's not satanic. You don't discredit the church because somebody didn't speak to you. Because I got brothers and sisters that I lived then we got mad and we didn't speak to each other. And you don't get mad at the church or or, or start discrediting the church because somebody raised their voice at you. Even me. My mother has raised her voice many times at me as a child that I thought my mother might have been inappropriate. wrong, but she was my mother and my relationship was stronger than what she said and how she said it. You don't cut people off and stop speaking and stop dealing with each other because of those conflicts. That's not what God wants us to do because this is a part of natural life. 18 13 look what it says.
1: Moreover Uh if thy brother shall trespass against thee Uh go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. That
0: is the first thing. If you have a brother that has done something to you, you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Don't go to nobody talking about, I went to them for advice. I went to them for prayer. They, 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 I, I know they were spiritual and I know they were giving the right advice. That's not what God said. Because every time you tell somebody something about somebody else, that gets in their spirit. And that person may perceive that person differently. Just the fact that they will listen to you talk about somebody else is saying that they were biased to you anyway. Because if a person is not biased to you, if you come talking to me about my brother or sister, I'm not going to even want to hear it. So the fact that they listened says that you had their ear. And you got two ears. You don't just hear one side of what somebody says. So instead, if they come to you, go, let them tell you the fault between thee and him alone. Uh-huh.
1: If he shall sure hear thee, yes.
0: thou hast gained thy brother. If he hear you, you've gained your brother. Uh-huh. But if he will not if, hear now, thee. This doesn't mean I have to acknowledge that I'm wrong. I don't have to acknowledge that I'm wrong about it. God wants us to at least hear each other out. That doesn't mean that I'm wrong, it doesn't mean that I'm right, it's just the fact that I want you to hear me and one of the problems that we have is even listening. You can go and approach a saint about something that they've they that they're done and they say, I don't want to hear that mess, I don't want to hear that, I don't want that to get in my spirit. But God said you're supposed to hear it. God said you're supposed to listen to it. And you can't come up with your own spiritual thing and your own Bible that you done made up the Bible of you. To say this is how you deal with it because God says hear them because sometimes it's just hearing people that puts them out of calm that the relationship is really good. It's not acknowledging of guilt. It's acknowledging you know, sometimes when you're going down, and I used to think this, when you know you get a ticket and you learn this. When you get a ticket and those people give you a ticket, you sit them down, I ain't going to sign this, I ain't going to sign. But first of all, whether you sign the ticket or not, you got a ticket. Signing the ticket is not admitting that you were speeding. Signing the ticket is admitting that they gave it to you, and you go to court and you fight it out in court. If somebody tells you they feel like you've done something wrong, or they tell they feel like I feel like you got an ass attitude, I feel like you—that's They can have that right to tell you how they feel. I listen. If I take my fist, I won't do it. Please, but please, I ain't gonna do it. But if I take my fist and hit her. And then I say, that don't hurt you. How can I say what well, didn't hurt her? If somebody tells you something that made them feel a certain way, it doesn't mean that you meant to make them feel that way. They're just acknowledging this is how I felt. And it is your responsibility to say, that. my responsibility to say, I'm sorry you felt that way, but I didn't intentionally do that to make you feel that way. But you can't tell a person that they're wrong for how they feel. If I feel you hurt me, you hurt me. But we have a problem with even acknowledging somebody else's feeling. I'm not saying that I am not saying that that if I say you hurt my feeling, well, no, I didn't. You did. You offended me. No, you didn't. I, you did. Some of y'all, parents. Amen. Lift your hands up, so, Cheryl. Can you come sit here? Cause I ain't got nobody else saying amen. I need you over here this morning because they're looking. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Sharon. God bless you. All right. Read. But if he will not hear thee, Uh then take
1: with thee one or two more. If he will not hear you, take with you one or
0: two more. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Because Because people do get personal. So maybe it's a personal issue between you and I. But if I go bring another brother or sister who sees the same way, and the thing is we got to be honest with each other. You know what the problem is? You need some friends that's going to tell you the truth because you got some friends that will agree with everything you do even when you're wrong. Everybody can go get some friends, come on, come on, come on, come, come on, come on, come over here with me. And they all, they all done already agreed you wrong. So he said, Take with you two or three others. and Hopefully, that they will be they will be wise enough to hear the counsel. I had a friend of mine call me the other day. He told me something that he saw, and uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't do it intentionally. But he called and uh, and we only been friends by six months. But what he said was true. And I looked at what he said, and and and, and I I said, oh man, you know what? You're right. I saw that. Thank you. It helped me. Thank you. I had a friend call me uh, one week. He said, Kyle, you know I love you. I said, yeah. He said, you know, I know you be on Facebook and you be talking and giving your message. He said, but man, I'm afraid you're going to kill yourself driving and talking on Facebook. <laughs> he said, that ain't safe, man. He said, and, and you're you, doing that. You may be teaching the saints to do something that's in an error and they go around and kill me. You know what I said? I ain't get mad when you nigga, you don't tell me how to do my broadcast. I said, you know what? You're right, man. Thank you for that. You need some friends, some of y'all, I'm going to tell y'all, some of y'all are okay with people until they tell you something wrong. And when they tell you something wrong, you disassociate yourself with them, period. You need help. And those people that you got are not friends, they're flunkies. They're flunkies and liars, because true friends are going to tell you the truth. I need some people to help me. I don't need no friends that are going to agree with everything I say. Tell me when I'm wrong. Tell me what you don't like. Amen. Y'all with me? Praise the Lord. That's why some of y'all don't like your wife. Some of these women ain't disobedient. They be just trying to help you. They're trying to tell you you don't need no video game and our lights do. Then you talk. about, oh, you're trying to boss me around again, huh? No, she's trying to avoid being out there kind of like dinner for real. But you don't listen. So you need, you need people around you that can talk with you. All right, keep reading. Uh-huh.
1: Every word may be established. Yes. And if he should neglect to hear them, uh-huh. tell it unto the church.
0: Tell it to the church. But you know, you actually got some people that don't respect the church. So you can tell them, you know what, I'm going to go talk to pastor. I don't care who you talk to. You can talk to pastor. I'll tell pastor that. See, you out of order right there. you out of order, but some do. I, 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 you, we can go. So go tell pastor. I don't care. He said, if you negligent hear them, tell it to the church. What, each of these is saying that there's a respect level that you have for somebody other than yourself. The person came to you, it was personal. Then they said, well, let's bring somebody else. Because I, maybe I missed it, so y'all can help me. And then if I missed it from them, then let's get somebody. But you know what folks will do? There are people who will get mad with everybody that you brought and told them they were wrong. So you bring two witnesses. They don't, like, don't want to speak to the witnesses no more. Don't speak to me no more. Because last time you went in there with her with all that junk, don't speak to me no more. And then I say you wrong there. I ain't even fooling with Pastor no more. He just like he just like the rest of them. Amen? Keep reading what he says. But if he neglect to hear the church, but if he neglect to hear the church,
1: let him be unto thee, let him
0: be unto thee, as a heathen man, if he don't want to hear the church, don't treat him like a saved man. Treat him like somebody that ain't even saved because he failed to at least try to work out a problem. I don't want to be around here treating like I'm um, some, some type of Buddha worshiper. But God say that person that does not want to get, get things ironed out with people in the church that their brothers or sisters are to be looked upon like Buddha or like a non-worshiper of God. You mean God will disassociate himself with me, period? Because I failed to get a relationship with my brothers. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because every time you fail to forgive people, God brings up everything that you've ever done. Anything that you've ever done in your life is brought back up when you fail to forgive people. And y'all know, some of us got a big record. But anything, listen to me, for so y'all don't get it, that's why God ceases to deal with you. Because your, your sins are forgiven but we don't realize that there's a contingency on your sins forgiven and your contingency is your sins are forgiven as long as you forgive other people and when you cease to forgive other people God no longer forgives you and he has the right to bring all your stuff back up mm-hmm, y'all looking funny now Matthew 16 and 12 I see him now boy, people, don't, don't move that piece of weed back now <laughs> alright Look at Matthew 6 and Matthew 16 and 12, and we're going back. Amen. Matthew 16 and 12. All right, get it. Now y'all already told me you have to use the bathroom. Already told me you had water. All right. Matthew 6 and 12. Watch. Look at Matthew 6 and 12. Read.
1: Then understood they how. Isn't that six and twelve?
0: Six and twelve. Six and twelve. Uh-huh.
1: And forgive us our debts. And let's
0: forgive us our debts as we forgive as, our debtors. Oh, as we forgive our debtors. So I'm forgiving as I'm forgiving others. You get your forgiveness when you're forgiving others. And if you're not forgiving others, you have no forgiveness. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So your forgiveness. Is totally based on you forgiving others. Hmm. Hmm. Go back to Matthew 18. Let's get this. Boy, ain't no shout, ain't no nothing. Hey, give Sharon some some water, Gatorade. I need her. She was keep her keep her around. Hey, <laughs> 18, and after Jesus said this, 18 and 21. Peter understood that Jesus was talking about forgiveness and forgiving people of all. So when you go to 18 and 21, look what he said.
1: Then came Peter to him and said,
0: said, Lord, Lord,
1: how oft shall my brother sin against me? I heard
0: what you said, and I agree with what you said, but how many times am I supposed to forgive him? How many times? You did this one time before. It's the second time you done did this. I keep hearing you. You run up. You talk about me one more time. They ain't gonna have to worry about you coming to church no more. You got, you got one more time. You got one more time to do this or that. Peter said, "How often should I forgive my brother?" Read. And I forgive him. Yes. Till seven times. He said, "I tell you what. I'm gonna put a number. Why don't I forgive him seven times?" Uh-huh. Jesus said unto now him stop there. I want to ask you a question what if God gave you a seven time limit on you now you know some of y'all be the negative right now some of y'all done use that up this morning so he said how many times do I ought to forgive him seven times cause Peter's putting a number and he to be glad that Jesus did not give him that number seven because he messed up three times in one day and cussed, that's 4 Then didn't rebuke Jesus, that's five you know we put a limit on how many times people do stuff to us but we don't go God to put no limit on how many times we done messed up on him how many times should I forgive him? seven times, look what he said, read
1: Jesus said unto, him,
0: said
1: unto him, I say not unto thee,
0: I say not unto thee, until seven times, until seven time, but, but, until 70 but times until seven, 70 times seven, was that, 490? 490, 490 times in a day, that's how many times I ought to forgive somebody for what they have done for me, and you done shut them off for two times in a month, You ain't got nothing to do with them for something that they done one time to you and now one time and you still, and God said you supposed to get four. Now don't y'all look at me like ain't in no Bible. This, in there, this is in there like it is. Acts 2 and 38, be baptized in Jesus' name. This is in that Bible too. I have watched people condemn people about the same stuff they done done. And look at them, got their mouth all tooled up and, and frowned up at them and you've been in the same condition but you want God to forgive you, but you can't forgive people. How do I look up here, got my mouth all turned up at you, and I forget where I am? Now you got three children over here out of wedlock, and you so look at somebody else that got pregnant, or she pregnant again. You forgot you got three that you got? You, we forget. Oh, she pregnant again. That's what What's you? Because yours happened 20 years ago don't mean that it ain't still. It wasn't. So how you gonna do something like that? Our faces twisted out. Y'all ain't saying much. God help me. All right, read.
1: Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like unto a certain king. Now he
0: gonna give him an example.
1: Read. Which will take account of his servants. Uh Uh-huh. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Somebody
0: came to him that owed him 10,000. Write the number down. 10,000. Uh-huh. Read.
1: But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children. uh
0: uh-huh. so he, he, he didn't have enough to pay. So the Lord said, sell it. I want you to sell him, his wife, and his children. Amen. Y'all here with me? Boy, Shirley ain't here this morning. She not here? Shirley, come here, quick. You and your children. Come here, son. come on, come on, up. bring him on up, we're having a sale this morning, say, <laughs> so I want you to sell him, his wife, Shirley here, we'll just play like she already been sold, they got her, <laughs> Set on up here, this is how they did in the Bible, Stand right there, set right, uh, right, here, now this one here would be good for sale, a good devotion leader, <laughs> But then got the whole man and his family up and this is how they did it in the Bible when you're old people, they sold them, Say, sell him, get rid of him, read. Uh-huh. And all that he had. And everything that he got. And payment to be made. And that's how they did it. They just sold you and your family and payment to be paid, read.
1: The servant therefore fell down.
0: The servant fell down and worshipped him, saying, "He fell down and worshipped the man Selim, uh-huh. Lord, Lord,
1: have patience with have me. Patience with me, and I will pay thee all. I
0: will pay you all.
1: Then the Lord of that servant, the
0: Lord of that servant, was moved with compassion, moved with compassion, and loosed
1: him, and loosed him, and forgave him the, the debt. And
0: forgave him and his children. Got rid of him and said, "Don't have you? Don't have to pay for it. Y'all free to go. Go ahead, guys. Y'all free to go. Now, Quentin, you stay here. Go on, go on back. We're gonna deal with your daddy. Y'all free. It ain't gonna sell you no more. All right. Listen, what happened? Read. But the same servant, that same one that he loosed
1: went out. He went out and found one of his fellow and servants.
0: Found somebody, uh-huh, which owed him that owed him a hundred pence. Now he just got free from ten thousand dollars. He going to find somebody that owed him a hundred. Read. And he laid hands on him. Put his hands on him. And rapp- took him. Grabbed him by the neck and took him.
1: By the throat.
0: By the throat. Saying. Saying. Pay me. Give me my money. <laughs> Come here, John. He done got him. You can sit down. I'm going to be you now. Nigga, you about to pay me my money? Gabbed him by the throat. Now, he just got forgiven of 10000 He got this man by the throat because he owed him 100 read. That thou always. That thou always. And his fellow servant. His fellow servant. Fell down at his he feet. He did the same thing he just done. Fell down at his feet. And besought him saying, and him saying, Have patience with me. Have patience with me. And I will pay thee and all. I will pay you all. How many times have we kneeled down to God and God has forgiven us? But then we got people that kneel down to us and we won't forgive them. <laughs> have patience with me. Just give me some time. These are the same words he said. Read. And he would not. And he would not. But when but look at you, God done forgave you, but you got people you won't forgive. You got people you won't let go. You got people you got round the throat. You got people you got with a noose round their neck, but yet you've been free. That ain't the love of God. Have patience with me. I'll take care of you. He wouldn't give what he got. Look what the Bible says. But went, but went and cast him into prison. And put him into prison. To How he- many people you got bound up? They shout and you walk out the door. They pick up the mic you walk out the door. They come to church. They, they get the Bible. They do something for the Lord. I, I, I don't want to see her. I, I remember this. I, I, how many people you got like that? What's she doing coming in? How are they coming in? Oh, Look at that. How, how many times have we done people like that and you got your own record? All right, look what he says. Till he should pay the debt. Till he should pay the debt. Uh huh.
1: So when his fellow servants saw what was done, when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry. They were sorrowful, and came and told unto their lord. They
0: came to their lord. Come on. Unto their lord, all that was done. They said, "Look, you know that man that you just forgave for ten thousand dollars? I just saw him got the other man round the neck and throw him in jail over a hundred pennies." Read. Uh huh. Then his Lord, then his lord, after that he had
1: called him, after that he called him said unto him, O oh, thou wicked servant, wicked. Uh-huh. I forgave thee I all, forgave you all that
0: debt. I gave, forgave you for everything. Because, because thou desirest me. Because you asked me to forgive you. I <laughs> forgave you. And think about all that God forgave you from. Think about all that God washed you from. I forgave you for all that because you just asked me. Read. Should it not thou also? Should it thou not also? Have compassion on thy fellow servant. Have compassion on thy fellow servant. Even as I had pity you on thee. You should have treated them like I treated you. And you should treat people like God treats you. You keep coming back over and over and over and over and over and over again. You should treat people the same way. Look what the books say, uh-huh. And his Lord was wroth. And his Lord was wrong. I don't and, want to get God mad with me. And now here is a debt that's paid. Look what he says. And delivered him. And delivered him. To the tormentors. To the tormentors. Till he should pay all
1: that I, was due unto him. I
0: tell you what, I'm going to put you because you owe me. And guess what? The man had a lifetime sentence, because I can never pay God for what he's done for me. I, that there are things that God has forgiven you for that you'll never be able to get anybody to forgive you for. There are times that God has loved you, and some of the things that's on your record, you know only God will love somebody like you. And you have you you are holding somebody else like that. Look what it says, read. So, so likewise, likewise
1: shall my heavenly
0: father So likewise shall listen. So
1: likewise shall your heavenly father do also unto to, you do also to you if ye for, if ye from your heart you from your heart forgive not
0: forgive not everyone everyone everyone, everyone, everyone his brother trespasses. Your mama, your daddy your auntie your grandmama the sister in the church that lied on you god said i'm gonna do the same thing if you don't forgive everybody what they've done to you Amen. Hallelujah. We still here, right? Mm-mm-mm. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me. All right, give me the, give me the book of Matthew chapter twenty-five because there's a group that thought that they were going to heaven and they thought they were good and they treated Jesus good but they didn't treat people good. Amen. You know, let, let's just stop before we get there. I'm gonna go to because, you know, we can tell all this stuff that people are going to hell for. You put that on, you're going to hell. You do that, you're going to hell. You look this way, you're going to hell. You do that, you're going to hell. Oh you, well, let's talk about some a few other things that about going to hell. Let's go to Matthew chapter five. Five, all right. Let's let's see about this about going to hell. All right. 5 and 22 what it says of Matthew.
1: But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without
0: a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Alright if you're angry with your brother without a cause you're in danger of judgment. You know what that mean? Once that person asks you to forgive you that anger gotta go. Y'all walking around here six months after somebody told you I'm sorry and you still treat them funny. He said If you are angry with your brother without a cause, you're in danger of judgment. Read. And whosoever
1: shall say to his brother, Raka. Whosoever
0: say Raka, that means you're empty, you're worthless. You mean nothing to me. Whosoever shall say Raka. Shall be in danger of the counsel. uh, In danger of the counsel of God. All right, next. But whosoever shall say. And whosoever shall say. Thy fool. Gotta be careful what you call them. Out of anger. Whosoever shall say thy fool. Shall be in danger of hell fire. Me, because I call them out their name, as y'all said, that I can be in danger of hellfire. It's just that bad. Her stupid self. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That old slut. Hello, boy, some of y'all look like y'all ain't never heard that before. I see eyes stretch. Uh uh-huh. That's hell talk. That's hell talk. So even the way I call people out, even the way I deal with people, even the way I respond to people, and a lot of you are wondering where your spiritual relationship is and you you keep struggling and struggling and struggling, trying to get to God, trying to get their spiritual, and you think it's everything else spiritual, but it could be the way y'all dealing with some people. Because verse 18 says this. Look what it says. Verse 18? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Uh, verse verse uh, 23.
1: Therefore. Now,
0: based upon what I just told you about how you can go to hell for how you treat people, therefore. If I bring thy gift to the if altar. You bring your gift to the altar. And their remembrance. When you go to the altar, because the Holy Ghost brings all things that you'll remember. If I come to the altar and I remember. That thy brother have ought against thee. somebody didn't speak to me the right way. Or somebody got an ought against me. Uh Uh-huh, read. Leave there thy gift. Leave there thy gift. Before the altar. Before the altar. And go thy way. And go thy way. First. First. Be reconciled. First. 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 first Be reconciled.
1: To thy brother. To thy brother. And then come. And
0: then come.
1: And offer thy
0: gift. That's why God said, I don't want nothing from you until you straighten out with your brother. Nothing. I don't want your a messiah. I don't know none of that. I don't want nothing that you got—no gift, no song, no message, nothing—until you reconcile with your brother. Then go bring your gift. Amen. I d- go in my office. Go in my office. Go in my office. Give me some hangers. All right. Y'all ready? <laughs> y'all I ain't gonna hang nobody. <laughs> All right, why don't you get this? Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Get first John chapter four. All right, y'all want to test a person's salvation out? Test a person, you want to test them out? Fourteen and nineteen. There is, there is a, there is a, a way to check if people are really loving God. And it's not, by their relationship with God. 4 and 19, look what it says. We love him. We love him.
1: Because he first
0: loved us. That's the first thing. We love him because he first loved us. Right? And when did he love us? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. So you have to love people that ain't loving you. Mm -hmm. You have to love people that ain't treating you right. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Look at it, read what it says, Uh uh-huh. If a man say. If a man man say. I love God. If a a man say, I love God. And hated his brother. And hated his brother. Now, I'm going back to that gift that I talked about. about laying that gift on the altar. See, now, if you sisters, y'all got on these praying robes, and y'all got people that y'all can't deal with and speak to, get them hangers. Hang that robe on that altar put that hat down because I don't need you praying for me if you can't speak to me what do you have to say to God about me and you can't even speak to me in the lobby amen or it ain't just for the praying women too y'all preaching robes, communion robes everything else hang it up hang it up until you get over your hang up Y'all with me? Look what he said. Read. If a man say, if a man say, I love God, I love God, and hated his brother, to what people say, and hated his brother, he is a liar. He is a liar." So that the, 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 what proves my relationship with uh, with God is my relationship with others, and this is why. This is why, because my relationship with God is so forgiving. That, that relationship now spreads in the way how I treat people. Some of your kids are bitter because you're bitter. See, when you're around unforgiving people, you teach your children to be unforgiving. See, when you got a relationship with God, the relationship with God teaches you how to have a relationship with other people. I watch, I watch how my mother interact with people. I watch how my mother interact with people. I watch how she interact with her siblings and how she interact with them, and that teaches me how to interact. I watch her and her siblings and how she work her way through that, and it teaches me to do the same thing. So if you really have a relationship with God, there is no way you got this awesome relationship with God where God has forgiven you and treated you right even when you were wrong, that you can go to somebody else and not think of that and not feel that. And not have that same level of com- compassion. Because there's no way you can love God the way you say you love God. And God has loved you from the position that you are. Because what happens is when God, in your relationship with God, God is the forgiver. And you're the one that needs to be forgiven. But when you got people need to be forgiven, you're in the place of God. Not saying you're God. And that person is in the place of you. So when I see that person, I see me. If I see that person say, please forgive me, I see me saying to God, God, please forgive me. If that person say, I'm sorry I hurt you, I see God, I see myself saying to God, I'm sorry I hurt you. And it makes me deal with them differently. You know what? It's amazing how the punishment and the way it's looked at change when it comes to us. It does. The man went down to David and said, David, he knew he couldn't tell David what happened, he said, David, there's a man that had a sheep, and he stuck this other man's sheep, and he stole it, and he took it and killed it and ate it for himself. David said, "Go kill it, get it." Now the judgment was death, as long as David didn't know it was him. But when David found out it was him, he wanted mercy. Oh, it's death for everybody else. It's mercy for everybody else. It's wrong for everybody else. It's it's. Uh, it, but then, what about you? Do you deserve what you're trying to give everybody else? If, why, don't, why don't we, if, if assassination is the punishment for her and she did the same thing, assassination is the punishment for you. If it's one for your children, it's one for your children. If it's the same thing for her. You can't go around the whole church and go around the whole world and judging people on a different level than you judge yourself and you're there yourself. And God looks at that. You can't say you love God and y'all don't speak to each other. You can't say you love God and don't deal with each other. My God, everybody ought to lift their hands up and say, Lord, help us. Come on, lift them up and say, Lord, help us. All right? my God is judging my relationship with him by my relationship with others. 1 John three 17. Verse John three seventeen. Amen. When you get to say amen. First, but whoso have
1: this world's good.
0: Whosoever have this world's good.
1: And seeth his brother have and need. His brother have need, and shut it up his, and of shut compassion, up
0: his bowels of compassion from him. From him,
1: how dwelleth the love of how God in him? The
0: love of God in him. If you see your brother have need, you shut up your bowels of compassion, uh, of, of, of compassion, how is the love of God dwelling in you? Let me tell you something, saints. We have prayed and prayed and fasted and cried out before God, trying to get spiritual. Whole oh, church at. Yeah. We are praying. We are trying to get spiritual. Trying to get before. You know what spiritual is displayed. And first of all, the love of God is displayed in how you deal with people. But spirituality is displayed in how you get along with people. And we have we have a lot of praying here. We have a lot of fasting here. But I don't know if a lot, we got a lot of spiritual people. Because spiritual people deal with carnal people a certain way. Some of y'all look deep, but you ain't deep. You act deep, but you're not deep. Because see, deep people Give me the book of Galatians 6 and 1. See, the the, the thing that makes you strong is when you can deal with weak people. You're not not strong because you deal with people that are are, 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 are strong. It's when you can deal with a person that cusses you out and you don't respond the same way. You're strong when you go to your job and people are talking about you but you don't retaliate. So this is the strength. The strength is shown in how you deal with weak people. But you, you—if you—if you're doing what they're doing, you're not strong. You wanna—you you, know—you're talking about. A, I'm a strong wife, but deal with a weak husband. I'm a strong husband, deal with a weak wife. I'm a strong member, deal with a weak member. I'm a strong mother, deal with a weak child. It's the way you deal with people, and based upon some of the way. Look at the book of Galatians, chapter six and one. Galatians six and one.
1: Brethren, brethren. If, a man, a, if fault, a man
0: be overtaken in a fault, ye which
1: are spiritual, which
0: are spiritual. restore All this scripture keeps bothering me because there are so many people in this church that have been overtaken with faults that we have destroyed, that the church has destroyed, not just the sense of the punishment. But the sense of them, the attitude, and we do it in. You know, even when you whip your children, some of you parents, and I not but you you don't whip your child in a certain in a certain way. And you can just, even when you chastise them and dealing with them, there's a certain way. Some of y'all can say the most nastiest thing to your children. Some of you all in here are uh, you are you can you have called some of your teenage girls and some of your girls in their 20s and stuff sluts and whores and you got them out of of wedlock what are you a slut and a whore too? How you gonna call your daughter a slut and you got her out of of wedlock? I don't care about y'all looking at me funny you ain't nothing but a slut but what are you? A slut mama? Calling your children whores and sluts. I don't know where you got that from. You ain't nothing but a slut. You, slut mother. How do you do that? How can you even fix your mouth to do it? And if they call you the slut... Pastor, that child and just as respectful. I started to knock her teeth down her throat. I'm so hurt, Pastor. I'm so hurt. What's wrong? I'm so hurt. I was talking to my daughter the other day, and she called me a slut. Well, you is. If you call her one and you did the same thing. But they do it. But you don't consider what you've done. Consider where you are. And consider and maybe even some of their behaviors behavior that they watch from you. Now you done got saved and got you a robe and got on white now and, and a hat. And you look holy, got on heels, hat, and walk around, praise the Lord and thank you Jesus, run the aisle. You think they forgot when you was in the house, in the room, praying to Tom, Dick, Harry, Joe and, and everybody else in there. But all of a sudden, now you're going to label them and talk them all kind of nasty ways. God said, if one is overtaking a fault, ye which are spiritual, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. It hurts your child to hear you tell them how they ought to raise their child and you didn't even raise them. And you want to tell them how, hey, you're doing a terrible job. Well, you did a terrible job with me, but you don't want me to bring that back up. You left me home while you was gone and I was home by myself. And you want to tell me I'm a terrible mother, at least I'm in church. You didn't even bring me to church. I don't care, nothing about y'all getting quiet. I ain't scared at all. He which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. And this is what's going to cause me to be meek. What is going to cause me to be meek? Is this one little thing? Read, considering, considering thyself. Boy, that hummer me down right there. That hummer me down right there. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Now go back and consider me, and look at me. Some of y'all got some stuff y'all need to change. Some stuff y'all need to go back and deal with. Some people y'all need to go back and deal with. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Consider not just what you've done, but consider what you are capable of doing. Amen. Amen. What you are capable. Don't just consider what you've done, consider what you are capable of doing. Consider what you have thought about doing, consider what's been in your mind. Some of y'all are just one thought away from something. My God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I Come here for a minute, please. Because it's about, it's about time for some of them. It's about that time, so you know. All right, give me an E flat, Ivan. That's for the one about this time of the week that would have been up out there. That's a preach, Pastor. <laughs> if you don't get it right with your brother and sister, you're going to hell. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that's it. You can go back now. You can go back. Because some of them, this is about their time. I want to make sure you... Amen. Now let's go back to what we're talking about. (laughs) You know, because some of them have been like, Preach, Pastor, Preach, Pastor, Preach! Yeah! (laughs) All right. So, you got it. (laughs) Amen. All right. Where were we at? First Corinthians 3 and 1. And I, brethren... This is spiritual. This is spiritual. This is spiritual. And this... Because there are strong people in the church There are weak people in the church There are people who can take stuff And people who can't take stuff There are You have those choir members in the church Who will walk off like the lady When she was singing the song They're trying to correct her You have those kind of members You got folk like that And I got to be able to deal with all kind of people Everybody not like you Everybody not where you are Everybody not strong That's one of the things I have to learn Everybody is not as strong as you Everybody can't take what you can take. And when you live life, because there are people that are sensitive. Lord, let me know how to deal with sensitive people. There are people that are strong. Help me know how to deal with strong people. Each of my children got a different personality. Isha has a different personality than DJ. DJ has a different personality than Tay. All of them have different personality. Tay, Tay, take, she can she can hug me to death, love me to death. Daddy, 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 daddy. And if I say something too hard on her, she feel it. Isha, I can tell her anything. She come right back at me. <laughs> I was trying to ask, girl, your head, your this, that. All right, don't talk about my baby. I say, look at your baby. Your, your baby have nappy. I be talking to the daddy. Now, you know you ain't got none. It's good. To at least have nappy. <laughs> say, daddy, at least he got some. bad So and she don't. So there's a way to respond. But you got people like that in the church. And you can't, you can't. Oh, she just sensitive, sensitive, sensitive. She sensitive. I ain't fooling with her. She sensitive. Well, the point is, is that people have been through things in their life that have made them that way. Some of y'all are hard because you came from a hard family. I mean, if you done not have many men beat you up and her them beat you up, you'd be hard too. But you got, you got some folk that are sensitive. You got some, you got some women that are hard. Ain't nothing you can say. You can say whatever you say about them, but then you got some people that are sensitive that cry and you're hard being around. You're going no sensitive Every time I turn around, you crying and whining. You need to grow up. Well, I, I can't help because I didn't get beat up when I was 16 and drugged through the mud and my mama tall and fell at me. That's different. And we're expecting them to be what we are. Some of you are mad at your own children because they're not hard like you. They're not tough like you. Oh, you just let them, you just let them niggas dog you out. I I I do. Can, I can't stand it. Well what you told them? What why don't you do this to him and do that to him? I'd have out of knocked him out of yeah. and you you mad at them because they weak. But people have sensitive. People have their own way. And I have learned that through the church. Everybody. There are people that come to my office. I can tell them straight forward, straight out, and they're going to walk out of that office strong. If people that walk in that office, I, they, they come in there crying. Mm. <laughs> they, I ain't got to say nothing. They just come in. I said, well, what's wrong? I just, I, just, I just don't like being in your office. <laughs> that, that folk that they come in, I, 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 I don't like feeling. in your office. They just feel like I'm in the principal office. I said, cool down, cool down, cool down. It's all right. That's just people that like that. They're sensitive like that. And I have to know how to deal with every individual differently. If we don't, and, and I, you know what clicks are formed? I'm going to tell you what clicks are formed. Clicks are formed with people who are just alike. So they like to get along with each other because they can say stuff. They, they say hard stuff to each other. Oh, girl, your hair look a mess. Well, you ain't paid for it. Fine, but then you got another sister that come in the group. They say your hair, man. Pastor, I don't want to fool with them no more. I came over there. They I, they told me my hair. I'm going bald, and I've been sensitive to this all my life, you know. And, and, and I just I don't I didn't think saints talked to you like that. And you know what they said? You know, rather than deal with her, don't fool with her. Just keep. her. Uh, can I ride with y'all? No, no, no. You ride because see, we be we be we be joking on each other. We be talking, and you know you don't ride. You you ride with you ride with the mothers. Now, this is the truth. They are sensitive people. So, you have to bring them in and say, listen, I, I want to teach you something. Listen, everybody, and don't expect everybody to be like you. If I'm a hard person, and I, I, we we talking, to, don't expect because I, 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 I don't respond the way you respond. That we got this spiritual and non-spiritual thing. I want to talk about it. Because, you know, you got some people that get together and they laugh. There are people that just like to laugh. And they're not doing anything wrong they just not, they don't, they don't, they're not, now listen, we want to get into prayer and fasting and all this, but I want to show you this other thing of spiritual. So we ride on a trip together, and there are people just, just laughing and laughing and having a good time, just like saints can't have a good time, and then there's, there's Miss, Miss, Miss Spiritual riding with them. I don't know, should they be laughing like that? They say. Uh, I don't know what pastor approved of that. She's smiling. Hmm. I wonder was that was that was that a, was that a joke or was that for real or huh, is that a lie? You know, just sitting down, and just, just judging the whole thing. And somebody over there laughing, <laughs> or oh, oh, the women supposed to be? Oh, oh, well, they've oh, we got to have a quiet spirit now. Well, you and now listen. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be quiet, but I mean, this is in the company of nothing but ladies who are enjoying a fellowship among themselves, and that person sitting over there in the back of the car in the corner somewhere judging everything going on. I can't wait. I can't ride with them no more. They they, they damage my spirit. If your spirit got damaged over a trip for two hours, your spirit was already damaged. <laughs> Let me show you another side of spiritual. Another side of spirit. Now, and a lot of it is our preference. It's what we are. But don't make your preference everybody else's preference. And you know, the problem is, is that all those spiritualists want to ride together. And all of the people, the laughers want to ride together. And some of y'all that, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to show you that that ain't always spiritual. But some of y'all, because some of y'all be trying to give this impression that you're that you're not. Y'all laugh too, be sitting up there watching all kind of sampling from the sun, moving everything else, all kind of moving there, laughing, cracking yourself up, just like this mother down there. And uh, folk miles were telling everybody she was on a big old fast, and everybody thinks she was fasting. she gave more weight on the fast and fasting. And- <laughs> And they, when she got sick in there and they ate all that stuff. They popped in there. She had a little grocery store in there. Sardines, wrist crackers, and chocolate, all in there. Then got went into a, a diabetic coma over there, sitting all that stuff. Some of y'all like to look spiritual. So they get with the young ladies and the young people in this spirit. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And then they go, no, don't hang with her. See, they got this stuff going Don't hang with her. She ain't deep as we are. Don't hang with her. Don't hang with us. She was laughing the other day, but don't hang with us. That ain't God. That ain't God. Now y'all know what? I feel like I'm spiritual. But I laugh. And I enjoy myself. I laugh and I and I ain't walking around here looking like Mr. D. I laugh. I enjoy myself. I laugh till I'm crying laugh. <laughs> because some of you all are misinterpreting what spiritual is. It's not the look you have. Uh, that look like like, like 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 uh Mother Teresa look. That's that is not spiritual. Spiritual is getting along with each other. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians chapter 3 and 1. First Corinthians. Three and I brethren, brethren
1: could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Unto
0: as unto spiritual. But as unto carnal. As unto carnal. You know, I had to find out, because I, I want to be in every group in this church. So I got the mothers that are in there sixties, I got a good relationship with Sister Harris, Mother Minnie. So I got, I'm, I'm connected to that group because I know when I get with them, how to respond with them. Then I got the Yam, who's a whole another teenage, whole age. I know how to respond to them. I'm in that clique. I'm in this clique. The ATMs, I'm in that clique. And I'm not trying to change them. So when I get around the young people between the ages of 18 and 35, I'm not trying to make them act like I'm I'm trying to find, I'm trying to become what they are. And not, and, and not, not, I'm not talking about there's no sin for se, but some of the stuff that we're labelizing as sin and carnal is just their age. It's just what they are. And you can't, make you know, 18 to 35 year old act like you and you 70 and 80 years old and you want them to walk and, I, I, and carry themselves like a 70. I'm not talking about holiness. I'm not talking about rights. I'm talking about my age. Don't turn me 70. That's right, Amen. That's I'm not talking about sin. And that's where the click problem come in. I'm not interested in turning everybody in this church white, black. I'm interested in turning everybody that's Jamaican-American. I'm interested in turning this. And so we have these divisions that come about because we don't have an understanding of each other. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 1, read. Even as unto babes wait, in Christ. Wait, start on, start on the top. Uh-huh. And I, brethren, brethren,
1: could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. I could
0: not speak unto you as unto spiritual. But
1: as unto carnal.
0: As unto carnal.
1: Even as unto babes in Even Christ.
0: unto babes in Christ.
1: I have fed you with milk. I
0: have fed you with milk. And not with meat. And not with meat. For
1: hitherto uh-huh. were ye not able to bear it. Uh-huh. Neither yet now are ye able. Uh-huh. For ye are yet carnal.
0: You're yet carnal.
1: For where is, there is among you Uh envy and strife and
0: and And division. Are ye not carnal? That is carnal there. I'm going to tell you what a good person does. A good spiritual person who realizes I'm spiritual, I'm a praying person. A good spiritual person will find somebody that is, is, is full of laughter and full of, look like fun and enjoy themselves. And a person who's full of fun and laughter will find somebody that really praying and say, you know what, help me. And that spiritual person say, you know, I get so overwhelmed sometimes with the burden of this and that that I don't know sometimes how to engage with people. Because that's I've heard this is the, the reason that many people don't go to fellowships. Now, I have called fellowships and people want to have a prayer meeting during fellowship time. As if the prayer meeting or the fasting is more important than the fellowship. I, I don't want, a Pastor, I, I want to pray for y'all while y'all out there. No, I want you to come out there with us. So the spiritual person has to get that person that's that that's that's not necessarily corner, but that enjoys and laughs and say, you know what, I want you to help me because I want to be able to, because let me tell you, there is a way of getting connected to people that you will not get connected to those people being here. There are people who have absolutely no they don't have that, that hierarchy spirit, but they can connect with people so well. They, they click. They click. And, and if I'm spiritual, I need that connector to get that person to me because if I don't have that personality, even though I'm spiritual and I can pray, they can't come to me. They won't be able to reach out to me. My message is strong. My message is hard. My message is forceful but my personality connects me with people. That's why I can preach and tell somebody, you're going to hell, and they call me next day, Pastor, when y'all have revival? <laughs> I'm preaching on the radio and, and, and down on the radio, me and Brother Hopper, I, 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 he was on the air. I called him on there, I said, you're going to hell, what you're preaching is wrong, and I challenge all of you, Church of Christ over there, because what you're preaching is wrong. And we had a debate Back and forth to each other, and the people didn't know that we was that I still loved him, he still loved me. And one guy went to shake my hand, Ella Burnett had a Burnett brought a whole security team. He said, "I'm I got you covered." The boy went to shake my hand, which was Brooks' our brother. That boy turned that boy's hand almost broke. I said, "I ah, don't do that. I don't need that guy." They was all y'all remember that debate. They was all and and the next day, afterwards, Brother Hopp and I was sitting somewhere eating breakfast. Ella Belcher was invited. And then he ended up coming to the church and our service. It. It's your personality. Carnality is knowing how to deal with folk. I mean spiritually is knowing how to deal with people. Get this last part. Read. And walk as men. Yes.
1: For what I once said I am of Paul. Why,
0: once am my Paul. And another, I am of Apollos. Another, I am Apollos. Are you not carnal? Are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? Who is Apollos? I like the way that Paul, he puts himself down. Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? Uh-huh. But ministers by but, whom ye believe. But ministers by whom ye believe.
1: Even as Even the Lord gave. If
0: you, if you look at this mass body and what God is doing, all of us have different personalities. Bishop McCloud's personality is not my personality. Bishop Brookshaw's personality is not my personality. And you can get a different flavor from each. But and I want to tell you something. God is trying to do something in Bible way. And what he's trying to do, it requires ingredients. And he's trying to do something in your life and what it does is requires a And a lot of times, even in marriage, the reason some of you young married couples are having problems is because you're trying to make your wife a husband. You're trying to make her think like you. And wife trying to make you act like her. So guess what happens? If you get salt and just throw salt in a, in a, in a cup, you ain't got nothing but salt. But if I put salt, sugar, flour, and flavor, and all these different ingredients, and one thing, I get something different. If we're going to get something different in the church, I'm going to have to be able to deal with your flavor. You're going to have to deal with my flavor and bring all these flavors together and mix them up. I'm going to have to take your sensitivity and then take your hardness, and I'm going to have to take your firmness and take this and put this all in one place and create something. And if if you're not willing to do that, we don't have but one thing. So if you're not willing to put all of these things and value each of them, value each one of those I have to know how much of myself can go into a project at a time I'm saying this in closing I know that I have to put more flour within this cake than I do salt and because they didn't put all this salt in there saying oh you didn't put the same amount of me in here as you put that in there but if I put you are stronger your taste is stronger it's stronger so I realized that in the church so pastor didn't use me but he used her he used her all the time he don't use me no time this person, say all of these are conflicts that the devil brings within the church somebody lift your hands and say hallelujah lift them up and say hallelujah grab somebody and say don't be carnal you got to love me come on tell them again you got to love me tell them we're in this thing together come on let's put our hand together and give God a praise all over the building I'm about to close, but just praise God all over the... Matter of fact, let's praise God for what God's getting ready to do in this church. Praise God for what God is doing in this church. Give God the glory for what's about to happen here. Mm, 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 mm. Come on, praise God. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. My, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God for what he's getting ready to do in this church. Amen. You see, I have to come against this division spirit because, man, we're getting ready to go somewhere. God's getting ready to do some great things, and I need every ingredients in here. I, I need you. You're, you're sister Pope because you're different. Amen. Hallelujah. You're Tammy because you're different. Amen. Each of you are different, and, and and if I don't have that difference, and I don't recognize that difference, we can't get a cake. I need you. I need you with your crying, whining, self. I need you. Because there's some people that, I, that we got to deal with that we need some cries and some why. I need you with your firm self. I need you. That, those are different things I need. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get mad at you because you ain't like me. I'm not gonna get mad at you because you don't act like me. I'm gonna respect that. I need you to help me. I need you to correct me. And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell some of you all. And I'm preaching this thing today and some of y'all are still stuck in your spirits and stuck in your mood. But you ain't moving forward until you get it together. You're not moving forward until you break down some of these walls. Your finance ain't going nowhere. Your house ain't going nowhere. Your health ain't going nowhere till you let this stuff go. And don't you step in another prayer line for some oil on your head till you get it right with your sisters and brother. Don't you ask God for another financial blessing because this thing is held up because you're not willing See, let me tell you something. Give me the book of uh, James. All right. Y'all give me a minute. Give me the book of James. Book of James. Hallelujah. This is needed. Book of James, chapter five. All right. Some of you all, your healing, I'm going to give you this. Some of your healing is not going to come from the prayer line. Some of y'all sickness is going to be here, but y'all deal with some folk that y'all got in the church. So y'all sitting out there with a bottle of oil waiting on me to lay hands on you? There's some sicknesses that are going to, the healing is going to take place in the pew. Look up James 5, 16. Look what it says. Confess your faults. Confess your fault. One to another. One to another. Wait a minute. Some of y'all, I'm going to stop. Y'all going to come in there with them hands up one day. In that line, amen. Come on, Jack, I need an example. These healing they ain't gonna come over there. Look what it says confess your faults, uh huh. One to another, one to another, and pray. And then when you get through confessing your fault, one to another, pray one for another, one for another, that, that ye, may be, ye healed. may be healed. There's some healing gonna take place when you and I get our stuff together. So, there's some sicknesses that need to be healed here, they're gonna be healed out there. There's some deliverance gonna come out there. Y'all ain't saying much. Let me show you something. Give me the book of Matthew 25. I'm about to go. Amen. Ivan, you might have to crank it up again for some of these. They, they, some of them looking for coffee. Amen. All right. What did I say? 25. 25, 31. Three more scriptures after that and I'm gone.
1: When the son of man shall come in his glory uh-huh.
0: and all the holy
1: angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory uh-huh. and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another uh-huh. as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats yeah. and he should set, he should set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left, then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, come ye blessed of my father Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Uh For I was a hunger, I was hungry, and ye gave me meat. Listen this. uh I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Mm -hmm. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him. This is
0: what I want to say. There is a treatment that you give to your brothers and sisters, that God say, when you do it to them, you're doing it to me. So, I have to remember, we are the body of Christ. So, if I attack you, I'm really fighting against God. So, look what he says. Read. They said, when, did, when were you hungry and we fed you? When did you have? We never know you to be in that condition, Jesus. Read. Saying, saying Lord, Lord,
1: when saw we thee in hunger and fed thee, or thirsty and the and gave thee drink. When saw we thee a stranger. And took thee in. Or naked and clothed thee. Or when saw we thee sick. Or in prison and came unto thee. And the king shall answer. And say unto them. Huh? Verily I say unto you. I say
0: you inasmuch, inasmuch. As ye have done it unto one of the least, the least. Of these my brethren. these my brethren. Ye have done it unto me. So when I stand before God in judgment. God is going to judge me how I treat each other and say that I've done that to him. So if I mistreated you, I've mistreated him. If I didn't speak to you, I didn't speak to him. If I didn't, if I, so he said, as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Lazarus and the rich man, he went to hell for no other thing that he didn't know how to take care of Lazarus. His going to hell had nothing to do with drinking or smoking. His going to hell had to do with the way he treated. Get, get the book of Luke chapter 16. And one more after this. Luke 16. 16 and 19.
1: There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen. And fared sumptuously every day.
0: Now I'm going to pray after this over. I'm going to pray for the spirit of oneness in the church. All right, read.
1: And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, yes. which was laid at his gate full of sores, and designed to be fed with the crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. Uh-huh. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his swords and it came to pass that the beggar died uh-huh. and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried and in hell, he lift up his eyes being in torment. And see if Abraham will fall off and Lazarus in his the, bosom. The,
0: the only thing that we know about this story is that Lazarus laid at the feet of this rich man. And that man had no compassion on him. And he ends up in hell needing him. His whole salvation was based upon the fact of how he treated him. And even in the end, he's in hell and still want to treat Lazarus like he's somebody different. Send him back. To my family. He's sitting in hell still trying to give the man to Lazarus. The fact is, he was in there because of the way that he responded. Last scripture, the book of Luke. Book of, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mark. I'm Colossians 3 and 13. I'm going to read this. Colossians 3 and 13. Forbearing one another. Forbearing one another. Put up with one another. That's what he's saying. Put up with one another and sometimes it's hard, but he said, put up with one another forbearing. bearing. is like somebody that, 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 that is pregnant. forbearing, carrying somebody. Sometimes you have to carry your brothers and sisters until they get strong enough. Forbearing one another. There are people that I have carried. I have carried them because I know they were not strong enough. I know that, you know, you let things that people do to you and you say, okay, you know, I'm just it off. I'm not even holding. I just, I'm just bear it. I'm holding with brothers and sisters in the church. They do stuff, and you don't even. It, it is not. It's so petty that you don't even go to them and say, "I need to talk to you about it." So you know, I'm a bear. I, I, I think the young people say, "Take one for the team" or something like that. I don't know how to say it, huh? Charge it to the game. That's it. So just all right. That, she didn't speak. I'm just gonna charge it to the game. All right. so, but that game got a lot of charges on it. But anyway, said forbearing one another. Now listen, to what it says. Read and
1: forgiving and one another.
0: Forbearing and then. Don't just forgive, forgiving, mm-hmm. forgiving one another. Uh huh.
1: If any man have a quarrel if, against any. If any even
0: man have a quarrel against any. The, if any man have a quarrel against any. Even as Christ forgave even you. Even as Christ, there go that thing, bringing it back in my face. Even as Christ forgave you. So also do ye. So he. also do ye. Now I'm going to say this. We're trying with everything that we can to establish a good fellowship and a relationship in the church and we're trying to get to that place of fellowship of what God is trying to do now we're going to be having a big church and, and church fellowship and then on a on a monthly base I'm going to be planning fellowships within the church we got that big piece of property down there in Winter Haven. we're going to be going there monthly having a fellowship a fish fry and fellowshipping together now let me say this and I, I'm, I'm going back to each local church and am doing this because some of y'all right at your local church can fellowship with your brothers and sisters from out of town. Uh-oh. And you don't even fellowship with your own sisters and brothers in the church. <laughs> some of y'all, I look like y'all just be just a hypocrite and they'll be smiling. And, mm. But you don't do that. And it's the same thing with the other churches. Some of them in the local churches, they don't have the fellowship. They come over here and they, when they when they see y'all, they like, y'all know how y'all do this little slow mob. And then come into church and can't even speak to your own brothers and sisters. So these things must be healed. Let's stand to our feet right now. Everybody in the building. Lift your hands up and say Lord heal me. Lord, heal. Come on all over the building. All over the building. I know that this is a sensitive topic. We're getting ready to pray right now. Uh, we can take these hangers back. I don't think we need them. <laughs> I think something going to happen today. Look somebody in the eye and tell them the word is helping me. Tell them the word is healing me. Tell them it's healing me. Say to pray that somebody I need you to survive. That's it there? All right. Join the person's hand, not next to you, because y'all sat by each other, y'all like each other. Go find somebody on the other side of the church and y'all come up there where I am. Come where I am come where I am.